Welcome to Heads Up Hockey. It is all things hockey talk and all things centric around the game. And it's also New Jersey Devils talk as well. And please enjoy the show. Hello, everyone. It is Jersey Joe of Heads Up Hockey. And this is brought to you by Vigit Technologies. V-I-G-I-T technologies and use promo code huh2021 and we are headed into the 21-22 preseason or as Tom Fitzgerald likes to call it and I like to quote him we should call it NHL tryout camp I'm sure you all have to agree with that one not just some you know throwaway ritual every year you see on the calendar but um, so I want to get down to the importance of, uh, the player tryouts. And, uh, for those of you who don't know, I have evolvinghockey.com, which is, uh, the hockey analytics side of things. And I'm going to try and explain it to you. Uh, so it's been a little while since I last spoke about, um, the off season players. So, Recently, the Devils have player tryout guys like Mark Jankowski, who played for the Calgary Flames and the Pittsburgh Penguins. Uh, right now, if you look at him in the 2021 uh, recorded year, uh, his goals above replacement, expected goals above replacement, was below uh, minus three and under two, so... It has to do with his transition from playing in Calgary and getting moved over to Pitt and not having a stable line mate as much and, you know, getting used to playing with someone else. But if I'm uh, looking at the the even defense side, he actually was a positive player um, right over uh, net one. So... That's a good thing to have. What I like to look at is that he's a fourth-line guy. You know, Devils need a fourth-line big body forward in a guy like Mark Gonkowski because, you know, the Devils are going to have teams like the Capitals, the Bruins, the Blue Jackets. I know the Blue Jackets are on a downtrend, but still you must have a very solid uh, base of who you're going to have. And it's going to be a, an important ingredient going forward. Now, with that being said, um, he's going to be the kind of guy last year you wish you had on your fourth line to stabilize your offensive forwards and have a bit more stability of defense. And so what that means is you know, if there's a power play, you know, you have your secondary power play unit, you need a guy to, you know, help prevent odd man rushes on the other team's penalty kill or be the third unit. And we need someone like that, you know, who knows how to also kill penalties. And according to Evolving Hockey, he is a penalty kill first unit type player. So he's the kind of guy that can do the simple things 
Uh, he knows how to take penalties than draw penalties, which is a net positive. And I like that because last year they had a lot of problems with trying to stop stupid penalties and, you know, getting goaded by other teams. And I think he's going to be an interesting case going forward. Um, I know a lot of you are familiar with Jimmy VC, and I know I'm familiar with him having to choose the Rangers over the Devils. And of course, it's a media thing. But I want to go a little further back to when VC VC went to the Rangers. I mean, I want to try and look at the historicals, trying to get some context. So when he was with the Rangers, his overall numbers weren't all that solid. I mean, his expected goals above replacement were around two and a half about, and he was a second line forward on even time on ice per game. And he was a betweener between power play secondary unit and a power play first unit. Um, <clears throat> he didn't have any short handed time on ice back in 16, 17, his 17, 18 numbers. And I think, uh, Lindy Ruff is high on him because, you know, when VC was at age 24, his, uh, goals above replacement were above three. And that was a net positive for him. And he was actually around uh, expected goals above replacement around five. But his even defense wasn't that solid. But his even time on ice were uh, second forward uh, type numbers for 987 minutes. And then his power play time on ice was... 115 and he was a betweener again between power play two and power play one but he's not a penalty kill guy he was a below pk2 but that year he actually uh took in a ton of more uh penalties he withdrew uh from other teams so he had just under uh three uh total goals above replaced uh, replacement. So I like to think of that as a positive outlier from that season in 17, 18. And he's just, you know, getting that first, I mean, that second season in and you go to 18, 19 VC. Um, he does have another goals above replacement above three and expected goals above replacement is below six. So he's doing something right back then. And I think it was his line mates that he was with. And he too was a betweener of a second forward and a, and a first line forward. And he was just below a power play one player and a just below a penalty, penalty kill uh, first unit guy. So he was slightly below that first PK guy. And so he's been consistent in... Uh, taking penalties versus drawing penalties. Um, his shorthanded defense um, that year was 
right around 2.8 expected uh, goals above replacement. And expected goals above replacement was just under 2.8. So he's been stable in that area. And he was with the Rangers then. Uh, rival Rangers for you people listening. Um, when he went to Buffalo his first time, um, his expected goals above replacement were about over four and a half to five uh, expected goals above replacement. He was a second line forward uh, type guy per game. Um, his power play time on ice was a shade under power play two unit. Um, his penalty kill uh, shorthanded time on ice was above second penalty kill unit. So historically, he's been a shorthanded defense guy. He's been really good at taking penalties versus drawing stupid penalties. Um, now, if we go to 2021, his numbers with Toronto, Vancouver tanked. It tanked. So if I'm a betting guy, I and I do refer VIGIT with the HUH 2021 plug-in right there, cheap plug. Um, his expected goals above replacement went down to round two, minus two. And his regular goals above replacement was right around negative four. So right now, he's a third-line forward, uh, according to Evolving Hockey with this one. Uh, his power play two uh, unit numbers are still there. Um, he's still a penalty kill uh, two and PK one guy. But his shorthanded defense and his power play offense isn't exactly the bright spot, though. I mean, he's slightly above average. When it comes to that, um, his shorthanded defense, he's about a two along with his expected uh, goals above replacement on shorthanded defense. So he can create, you know, positive uh, numbers that way. So he can help creating um, better uh, defensive chances, you know, wiping out the other team from trying to increase their scoring abilities. And I think. That third line role to occasional second line role, if he does make the jump as a PTO, he's going to be pretty hungry in that sense. And I think he's going to be a pretty good case study. Um, Frederick Gauthier, I'm sure a lot of listeners who are from Toronto area, uh, I'm going to look him up for you so that way I can... Give you a historical aspect. So, um, Evolving Hockey did not um, record any even offense, even defense type numbers or penalties that often, but... Frederick Gauthier was a below fourth line forward, and I think he's going to be a guy that the Devils keep in Utica uh, based off last year's numbers. But if we look at the 1920 numbers, his 
his expected goals above replacement was a shade below three on even offense, but he was like a one on expected goals above replacement. So he was creating some offensive scoring abilities, playing fourth line minutes, uh, being above average uh, PK2 guy, so the penalty kill. So he's someone that could help increase the Devils' uh, penalty kill depth when they need him at most. Um, he's not going to be a guy that you're going to play on your shorthanded defense. Uh, I rather caution that because he was like a minus two, uh, two and a half type guy uh, in 2019, 2020. So if we look at the 18, 19. So he was a below fourth line forward. And a, and just below a PK2 guy. So I think right now Jimmy Vesey's the guy when it comes to PTO. Um, I don't think Tyler Wolderspoon is going to be a guy who jumps to the NHL team. I think he's going to be a depth guy playing in Utica, you know, being a physical guy, stuff like that. Um, it's good to have depth, though, but... I want to go over some quotes, though. And Tom Fitzgerald said in the presser on Media Day, he says, you want to see the next kid or kids that can really push for a spot. We should call it NHL tryout camp, uh, end quote. And one of the words I heard from Fitzy was um, compete, consistency, and leadership and he spoke about adversity and things being supported, but he likes to keep modest expectations. But um, listening to some of the players, like Nico Heischer, actually have higher expectations for themselves, and I like that. And Tomas Tatar spoke in the media presser, and he felt very comfortable with the players, and he liked uh, the recruitment video. Uh, coming in, and I think Tatar being a forward and being a Slovak uh, finishing winger could really help Marion Studenich uh, get back to um, being a young progressive uh, winger because the Devils need to obviously um, work on a few young kids. Um, like, for instance, I know a lot of you are excited about the Mercer, Holtz, uh, what was it? Nolan Foot situation. I like where it's going. Um, Kevin Deneen, who's the AHL coach, um, I really do like what he has to say. And I think it's good to uh, take one or two of those guys and see who wins a spot on the defensive end. And I'm not going to put my money all in one basket here, but I do like the fact that. Nikita Ohachuk is starting to show a lot of promise. And I've been speaking a lot about uh, Ohachuk. And Kevin Ball, I wouldn't be surprised who wins the spot. But these kids are here to compete for a job. And they're there to show what they can do and be able to make the jump. And for those of you who look at this NHL tryout camp, I like to keep it as... I like to think of it as a timetable for certain players. Like, 
um, buddy of mine in the uh, Devil's Insider uh, chat on Facebook Messenger. We, I know there's another podcast called that, but we actually like to call it the Insiders for the Devils. And this is basically for our hockey podcast. So um, shout out to uh, guys like Alex Chalency of the Hockey Writers, uh, Jake Wakeley of... Well, he's taking a break from his other podcast called uh, Raising Hell in Jersey, but um, time to time he can come on the Heads of Hockey podcast. But back to what I'm trying to get to is that Alex Chavinsky said, you know, and my boy Jim Berger go, you know, Riley Wallace is going to take maybe another two or three seasons, but you never know with uh, training camp, some guys' timelines might be sped up a little bit quicker because they might have learned something to be better. And I think it's a good uh, showcase for it. And I think it's a great thing to have these players be re-evaluated, not just evaluated. But if you've seen guys before, but you like where they're going, it's the trajectory where they should be, not where they are just now. Um but guys like Jack Hughes are, you know, revved up. I know it's easy to say that, but um, when you hear it from the player, it's a different story. Um, last year, despite a down year, Jack Hughes, uh, according to Evolving Hockey, um, had an, an expected goals above replacement a shade under six. A shade under six. Uh, goals above replacement, and that's pretty damn solid um, for a guy that's going to break out any given moment um, right now. If you look at his goals above replacement, it's around seven, and I believe he's on track to being a superstar. Not just me saying it, but um, I've seen him like without finishers. He looks pretty solid. I just think, you know, when you give a guy like a Holtz or maybe um, a Tomas Tatar type, you put him on his wing or maybe a Yergor Sharangovich or Yannick Kowalkinen, they can be ha- helping him out a little bit more, make him look more productive. <clears throat> One criticism is um, Jack's power play offense just wasn't there. But what I would like to do is um, see if Mark Reckie's going to help him um, being more of a shooter than a passer. I think he has a really good shot, and I've seen him use it before um, in the World Juniors. And he could raise it from a minus two on power play uh, offense for goals above replacement and make it around a, a positive one and a positive two of Goals above replacement. Now, expected goals above replacement was a little bit better than the regular GAR. So it was around a minus two on the power play offense. Why is that? Because last year the team passed the puck too much. They passed it like more than three times on on the power play, and they really should have shot the puck a little bit more and not get a little too fancy with it. Um now, if he gets, like I said, about close to a positive two or positive three, you're looking at a stellar year. Um, 
Shorthanded defense, you're not going to really see Jack Hughes do that. That's going to be someone else. Um, penalties, drawing penalties positively. Uh, he was really good at that. Um, it was right near a positive three. And taking penalties was around a positive three. So he was just pretty good. So I like to keep it at that. Um, his even time on ice was above forward one line and his power play first unit uh, numbers for 239 minutes on ice was about around, give or take, a three out of the four and five. So he was really good in that perspective. I think he's going to eventually convert more goals and I think he's going to convert more assists because of the guys that we have. And his defense is rated at a 95. And that has to do with the type of player he is. And he's a very determined guy. His He's an above offensive player. Um, his He's in the 59 percentile. His defense is a 95. His percentile is 89th. Um, Yegor Sharangovich, a lot of people expect a lot out of Yegor. Um, I'm going to try and explain him a little bit. So the Belarusian, um, his defense was in the fifth percentile. So he's going to try and improve his defensive game um, this year. His offense percentile was uh, pretty good in his first year. So he was nine points above average in the 59 percentile. So what I really make of this is that his goals above average uh, was slightly a tick under six goals above replacement. And Yegor was around maybe an eight uh, expected goals above replacement. So he created not only a lot of goals, but a lot of assists. And he was just about a first line forward um, playing those minutes last year in the crazy COVID season that it was. And his power play time on ice was 78 minutes. And if you look at that per game, I mean, he's an above power play two unit guy. So he really can play well. And he was also having shorthanded time on ice for 139 minutes. Um, He is an above uh, PK1 guy. So I think that he has a lot of potential. Uh, Fans should tamper their expectations because, you know, a guy like him uh, definitely needs to uh, re, like, get reacclimated to a, a 82 game season. So um, Tom Fitzgerald was talking about the sophomore jinxes and stuff like that. And I think a lot of these guys are training themselves to get accustomed to um, anything like that. But I really do like the way that the team is shaping up. Um, now, I want to ask you folks a good question. What is your expectations? Are we going to be a top eight team in the Eastern Conference? Are we going to be a fringe team? Are we going to be better than that? Or are we going to be uh, some other expectation? Um, I want to ask you that 
here on the podcast. And for those of you who have ideas, um, send them to me on uh, Twitter at J-E-R-S-E-Y-D-E-V-I-L-O-G. On, on Twitter at Instagram at Joe of Jersey. J-O-E-O-F-J-E-R-S-E-Y. Um, for those of you who don't know, I write for the Devil's Army blog and I just also released another article, uh, not just about the Devils, but also about the Winnipeg Jets um, for Overtime Heroics Hockey, uh, OvertimeHeroicsHockey.net. So for those of you trying to, you know, look for a little something else other than the New Jersey Devils, um, Winnipeg is the second team I cover because I like the prospects that they have too. Um, they have a really good lineup and I like to, you know, mix it up a little bit. Um, I don't like giving too many things away, but I do want to see what everyone, uh, has to say. And for anyone that wants to come on the podcast, let me know sometime. I would be happy to have, whether you're a listener or you want to be a guest, I, I expect everyone to be safe, healthy. Um, I mean, it's back to school for a lot of people. Um, I know some people don't want summer to end, but summer ended yesterday. As you're listening, it is, sep- it is September 23rd. So yeah, um, autumn was on September 22nd. So I guess everything falls into line. Haha, <laughs> so... Um, I like to think that, you know, as it is a new hockey season, uh, it is going to be an interesting thing for our fans and listeners to see, uh, what is to make of the new lineup and everything, uh, before opening night. So we have September 29th, uh, preseason hockey, uh, starts, at 7 p.m., MSG Plus, and then NHL Network. Um, then you can listen to on the Devils Hockey Network on the app on um, NHL app right there. It's pretty simple. Um, I'm pretty excited to see what they can do this year. Um, the team's starting to grow up, and you know it's a it's a good thing to see. Uh, for those of you who don't know, um, Travis Zajac retired, and he will be working on his own time as a consultant. So I would be, you know, keep an eye out from here and there where some, you know, business moves might be influenced a little bit and some game day stuff um, might be influenced by Travis Ajak with some skills uh, teaching and all that good stuff. So um, for those of you wondering about um, the forwards list, uh, I mean, you're looking at Jesper Bokvist, Jesper Bratt, Graham Clark, Chase DeLeo. DeLeo was uh, an offseason signing just like Brian Flynn and uh, Joseph Gambardella. Uh, DeLeo's from uh, La Merida, California. Uh, for those of you who don't know, Gambardella's from Staten Island, New York, so a local boy. Um, AJ Greer's from Joliet, uh, Quebec. Um, right now you got just about everyone like Alexander Holtz, he share, um, 
Yanni Kualkinen, Janssen. Um, Nate Schnarr is still with the group. Uh, Dawson Mercer is a guy to keep an eye on. Uh, Schnarr is there, like I said. Sharon Govich is there. Chase Stillman might take uh, another couple years. Uh, Arden Talvitia uh, is from Espo, Finland. Uh, Studenich is from Skalica, Slovakia. And Tatar is from Ilava. Uh, Tyce Thompson is from Calgary, Alberta. And his brother is Tej Thompson. Uh, Miles Wood is, of course, from Buffalo. Pavel Zak is from Brno. Um, Fabian Zetterlund is from Karlstad in Sweden. Uh, Kevin Ball is there. Ryan Graves. Jeremy Grillo. Dougie Hamilton. Uh, Kristen Jarosz out of uh, Košice, Slovakia. Um, Nikita Hochuk, the Chelyabinsk uh, native of Russia. Robbie Russo is a Westmont, Illinois boy. And you have Saskatchewan's very own Melville native and Damon Severson. Jonas Siegenthaler is from Zurich, Switzerland. So we've got a few Swiss players on this team. Um, Ty Smith from Lloyd Minister, Alberta. PK from Toronto. Michael Vikoyevich from Oakville, Ontario. Riley Walsh from Framingham, Mass. And Colton White from London, Ontario. Now, goaltenders. We have Jonathan Bernier out of Laval, Quebec. Uh, Thunder Bay, Ontario's very own Mackenzie Blackwood. Munich, Germany's very own Nico Daz. Akira Schmid from Bern, Switzerland. Or Christian Helvetica, if you want to call it the formal name. Uh, Scott Wedgwood from Brampton, Ontario. So right now, if you're looking at the taxi squad, it is... For the time being, it's just Marion Studenich, but things can change on a dime. So uh, don't forget to support this podcast at HUH2021 promo code on VIGIT, Vigit Technologies. You can basically wager Vigit tokens, and it is a very fun thing. You can do hockey for the NHL season, you can do NFL, NBA. And all these other wonderful, you know, leagues that's part of the Vigit uh, ecosphere. And I just want everyone to be healthy, safe, and uh, have a wonderful, uh, excuse me, uh, excuse me. So, um, have a wonderful autumn and Let's go Devils and happy hockey miss because hockey season is just starting up, baby.